fitness pro mentor community. Welcome to another episode of the Minds on Muscle show. Glenn and I, we're here to help personal trainers like you. Two to three X their personal income as personal trainers, whether you're running a gym or you're running a solopreneur. Truthfully, everything we talk about is your fitness personal training MBA. Today, we're talking about a really important topic that has been coming up with a lot of students. And so we're going to dive into a quick, jam-packed, concise, powerful episode. But first, Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm lovely, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, I haven't announced this publicly yet on any social media, so I don't want to go crazy with this, but I'm going to Portugal in May That's right. to do some stuff on talking about marketing for the EXS school in Portugal in Lisbon. And uh, one of our other international correspondents from the podcast will be there too, which is going to be a ton of fun. I'll let him announce his. But I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time for you. I don't know anything about it, that much about it, but I think it's exciting uh, anytime you get invited to go speak somewhere. Uh, that's international. I mean, it's got to be. Is it first your time? First time speaking international? I international. Think so. Yes, I've done yeah. a lot of Canada stuff yeah. uh, in Buffalo, but nothing, nothing like Europe. That's yeah. huge. Well, and it's and it's not. I mean, usually at this point in time, if it's a cost financial thing, they'll zoom you in or something like that. But you're you're literally going there. They're flying me over, and we're gonna talk about some craziness. It's gonna be great. We're gonna help all these uh, Portuguese trainers absolutely crush it, and then wherever people come from. But today. Um, no pitch if you got no pains. Spoiler alert, we're done. Okay, so no, just kidding. No, today we're going to talk about uh, a really important subject because truthfully, as we've been working with a lot of our students, there's been one um, glaring consistency that's popped up that's been a bit of a hurdle, and it's identifying pains in different social settings and different potential customer settings with different temperature leads to identify, does it even make sense for a relationship to move forward? So we're going to talk about a couple different examples of this because this is, it's a huge subject and it's very powerful to determine if it even makes sense for the conversation and the situation you're in to keep moving forward. So when we are talking about pains, we're not talking just about physical pain, even though the physical pain could lead to the kind of pain we're talking about. We are talking to this kind of emotional, I've got this thing, and I don't like how it makes me feel. It could make the potential client feel frustrated, upset, angry, nervous, worried, fearful. Insert your uh, adverb, verb, whatever that is. Insert the pain, emotion there. That's the kind of thing that we're talking about. And if you're in the world of helping people move and exercise pain-free, usually it's a physical pain that causes some kind of emotional pain or it's some kind of physical inability that causes some kind of emotional pain. Sometimes it's, for example, um, I've got a, a disease that most people don't have to deal with, like for example, multiple sclerosis. And even though I feel okay now, I'm worried about how my body's gonna function in 30 years. I need to get ahead of it. So I need to start working out and exercising. I'm concerned I'm not gonna be able to take care of my family. I'm worried I'm not gonna be able to create memories with my kids. I'm frustrated because I don't know what the future is going to be like. And that's why people ultimately are going to buy and purchase for you. Now, there's a hundred different examples I can give, but I'll digress there for now. The pain we're talking about is an emotional pain, not necessarily a physical one. And I think a really simple way to think of it, because you heard Glenn say a lot of like very powerful emotional words there. And if you've taken any sales course whatsoever, um, you know that a lot of salespeople will kind of try to identify those words. But I think the very simple way of thinking of it is when you're having a conversation with someone before talking about your product and service, you want to identify, is there a demand with a way that they're, how they're feeling? And is that feeling going to modify their behavior? Because truthfully, if someone has a... Uh, a problem. Like truthfully, there are a number of people who are objectively overweight 
And I've heard a lot of zealous trainers be like, I want to help that person. They're so overweight. I'm so worried for their health. But if that individual isn't worried about it and also isn't worried about it and they have something on their mind that, they're, that could change in their life because of that health status and worry, then there's no need to try and push your product on them. Because truthfully, if someone doesn't have a demand for the thing that you potentially have, no one's going to listen. And we've all had this, right? Where you're talking to someone and they're like, my shoulder's killing me. And you're like, yeah. So I don't know if you're interested in this, but I work with people like, you like, nah, it's cool. Not such a big deal. You're like, okay. And then you kind of move on. The reason why I bring up this no pitch, um, sorry, no pain, no pitch idea is the number of trainers that we've been coaching through our mentorship that are in really incredible conversion event settings where they're talking to a lot of people in the room. Here's a better example. I just mentioned at the very beginning of this that I'll be going to Portugal and speaking to 50, 60, and a few hundred people in a couple of different settings. Very exciting. When I go there, I do have a course narrative that I'm going to be trying to share, and I have some ideas and some very actionable steps that I want everyone there to learn. But that course that I have could be a freight train, right? It could literally be like a one rail thing. Hey, everyone, today we are learning X, Y, and Z. If you ever had a lecture in college or university, in most cases, most lecturers literally do that. They just freight train you with a bunch of information, and it's very overwhelming. One of the, my favorite things to do that I, any person that's learned from me of how to do conversion events and speak in person is I teach everyone to ask questions of the people in the audience. Why are you here? So what? Tell me why. What are you feeling? Oh, your shoulder hurts? Oh my gosh. How is that affecting your day to day? And all of these little pieces of information, which would be very different for the students in Portugal, each piece of information helps me understand a little bit more about who's in front of me and why they are here. Once I have that information, it makes it 1000% easier to take the content that I have, in this case with Portugal, to customize it, to deliver it to that person using words that they will hear and quite literally, pragmatically be able to apply to their own body because I listen to their pains. And so this is one of the big things is like, let's forget about sales for just a split second, but just even having a conversation. I don't know if you've ever had this, but you know, if Glenn and I are just chatting and I'm like, Hey Glenn, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Brandon? I'm good. How's your car doing? My car's fine. Thank you. You know, I don't know if you were interested in this. I was just talking to my buddy who's a mechanic and he does an incredible job of fixing brakes and he is like the best at fixing brakes. You know what? You should give him a call here. Here's his card. And uh, let me know when you call. Yeah. Okay. How does that feel? Thanks. I'll, I'll keep that in mind. How many people have you guys, and, and this in many family members I've had this experience with, where they freight train something of their own narrative and opinion on top of you. And how does mm, that feel? It's terrible. It's the worst. Right? So that was awkward I did with Glenn. But let's just be serious. You've done this. I've done this. And Glenn has done this. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to be kind of conscious of, is you can't just take this is my iPhone. You need to buy this iPhone. No, what we really need is to understand the demand to figure out if the product I have is actually going to work. Yeah, pretty much. And, and the only way you really get that, as Brandon alluded to earlier, is asking questions. Asking questions, asking questions, asking questions. And by asking the right questions and be able to dig in the right ways and get the right information, you can have people build their own story and their own narrative about what that shoulder pain or discomfort, as Ben was talking about before, means to them and once that's out there in the open and this person's articulated on some level the frustration or the cost of that thing in their life and it seems like it's something that you might be able to help them with then it's okay to start 
maybe making some soft entries in there, keeping in mind, and this is where the nuance comes in, keeping in mind where you're at, right? If you're at church, right, or a place of worship, whatever that might be, you don't want to pitch someone quietly under the table, right? Even if it seems like that's something you're interested in, right? Hey, something. I, I mean, we're talking about this beforehand, and we got church. Let's let's talk afterwards. We'll see at, at the end of church, right? And we'll see how that conversation goes. Um, but once you ask those questions and people express those pains to you, and they start building up their own story, their own narrative, but what it means to them, then you've got the pain expressed. At which point it leads you into being able to make that pitch. Listen, I'm sorry to hear about your shoulder. I can only imagine it's upsetting that you can't really play with your newborn kid the way you want to. So I don't know if it makes sense or not, and if it doesn't, that's perfectly okay, like no pressure at all. But if you want, I kind of help people with this kind of thing um, and, and what it is that I do. If you want, I can give you my card and give me a shout, and if not, that's okay too. I don't know if that's something you're interested in or not. What do you think? And see where it goes. And maybe it doesn't look exactly like that. Maybe it's different for each person because it is situational. But that's an idea of how that might go. So tell you what, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to just smash a bit of coaching in here, and I'm just going to give you guys some practical ideas that you can use right away. And this is information I've literally give, given some of our students. So this is going to reconcile a bunch of our different podcasts into one little tidbit, and then you'll have everything you need to win. So one, sales, there are different temperature leads. You have cold leads, warm leads, and hot leads. Each different lead temperature will have a different expressed level of interest or potential interest in your thing. Hot leads are ready to go. They're referrals. Cold leads are people that barely even know what their problem is, and they don't even know where to look for the solution. Great. So cold, warm, and hot. Talking about previous conversations, you need to have some form of offering for each temperature lead. No interest, no offer. Cold lead, what kind of lead magnet do you potentially have for them? That's a safe, not high opt-in. Warm, do you have a community and or triage style call communication that you can have? Great, and then hot, some sort of in-person sales meeting where they're potentially gonna come in and become a customer. So you have those kind of four different destinations, right? Nothing at all, lead magnet, community, some sort of in-person meeting, fair? Cool. Once you have those, we're gonna start having conversations with people and we're gonna start just probing, uh, probing a little bit, Pro probing. We're going to start probing <laughs> a little bit here. And truthfully, if you need questions, look up Sandler pain funnel questions on Google images. You'll get a ton. Look up sales pain identifying questions in Google. You will get a ton. And you can literally follow these questions step by step with the individual. Having a conversation with someone, like I'm talking with Glenn in a moment, I'm just going to ask him a few different questions and just see where we can get you're going to have a couple different settings. You're going to have where the person does not have any demand or need for your thing, which is absolutely fine and acceptable. Don't force it. You might have someone that's a bit more guarded and reserved, and they might not be super keen on sharing information with someone like you at the very beginning of this entire thing. Or you might have someone that's like super open and communicates a ton, and you'll be able to figure out how these things go along. What we need to stay away from, as far as giving anyone some form of pitch in any setting whatsoever, is a very blanket, do you want to work with me or not? Which is what a lot of people do. They don't get a pain, they just throw some information at someone, and they just go for it. So, hey Glenn, how you doing today? I'm good, how are you, Brent? Good. Hey listen, man, when you were down on the gym floor, I couldn't help but notice that you were kind of like limping around a little bit when you were using your leg a little bit. What was that all about? Oh, I just had ACL reconstruction six or seven weeks ago, so it's still a little bit fresh. 
not quite healed just yet. ACL reconstruction. Holy, I've never had surgery. What was that process like for you? Uh, it wasn't too crazy. I wasn't, it wasn't as much pain as I thought I was going to be, but doesn't mean it was fun either, right? You, you lose a limb, you can't walk around as much. It was a little, you know, it was a little upsetting, especially in the holiday season, but it's better now, which I'm happy about. That's fantastic. But you're going the right direction then, right? I think so. Yeah. For the most part, yeah, it's pretty good. That's amazing. What kind of things are you doing to help expedite that recovery process? I'm doing uh, a lot of resistance training, just going through a range of motion that feels good, that feels appropriate for my leg and for my body uh, right now. Everything's going pretty well. There's a little, I'm having a little hard time get, getting through knee flexion, like doing knee curls, but I, I think it's coming along. And so when I see it, like, when I, you're going to see you walking around, I see you limping a little bit. Like, is mm. it, it's just really stiff or what is it that's feeling that's making you move differently? You know, it's funny. I don't think it's, it's so much the left knee as it's my, my low back on the right hand side. I have a bit of a history of right low back pain. And I think because for the longest time I was taking pressure off my left leg and using my right side more, I think I might just been overdue it on my right side. So it's been a little bit achy the past couple, couple weeks. Oh, so when I see you move like that, like the limp that you have is not so much your knee, you're saying it's more the back? Yeah, yeah, more like the right side of my back. It's, it's hard to do any kind of bench press right now because when I put my feet on the ground and I extend it too much, it, it pinches a little bit and it's a little discomforting. A little discomforting. Oh, man, okay. And are you doing things for, I'm sorry, I actually didn't know that. I, I thought just from our conversations it was just the knee. I didn't mm. realize you had the back thing. What kind of things are you doing to help with the back? I'm not really doing much further right now. I'm just trying to let it go and just not irritate it as my knee recovers. So nothing really. That's all right. It's not stopping you from doing anything you like to do, is it? Uh, I mean, it's hard to tell right now because I'm not supposed to be doing anything too crazy at this juncture with my knee anyways. So yes and no, maybe. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Well, there, if you were going, because you're someone who likes to exercise regularly. Sure, yeah. So when you're in the gym, I mean, are there any back-centric mm. style movements that you're like reluctant to do because of the back? I mean, like getting on like a, like a back extension machine doesn't feel great near the end range. And um, like I said, like anything where I got to put my feet on the ground and arch my back doesn't feel good. So... You know, doing like dumbbell presses doesn't feel good. Even some machines where my feet are on the ground and my back is arched doesn't feel too hot right now. So yeah, it's a little upsetting, a little frustrating, but you know, what are you going to do? Frustrating. Yeah. What do you say frustrating? Oh, I mean, you just, you know, you're used to your body working a certain way. It doesn't work the same way, right? That, that kind of thing. Hey, well, listen, man, I actually, I got to, if you don't mind, I got to get out of here. I got to grab these coffees and get back to my wife and the kids. But um, my, my, sorry, I didn't even introduce myself, but I'm a fitness professional guy up the street and I actually work with people like you using a biomechanical assessment to try and fix some of these things. Mm. I'm always embarrassed to explain that stuff. But listen, I don't know if you're interested in this. Um, I kind of got an idea for you if you're open to it. Um, I've got out in the car uh, like a little brochure that I made that's got five steps to help resolve back discomfort using some unique exercise methods. I think you could potentially really benefit. Or if you're open to it, could I grab your number and give, maybe give you a call so I could ask you a few more questions? I'd love to see if I could help somehow. Which of those would you prefer? Well, I know you got to go. And I, if it's okay with you, I'd love to see the brochure first yeah. before anything else. I'm sure we'll run into each other at the gym again. Cool. Give me just one second. I'll go grab it. Sounds good. Perfect. So you guys can see like seeing, I mean, obviously Glenn knows exactly what I'm doing. So it actually helps for him to tee up. But I started the whole thing was I made an observation and I just asked him about it. And it was very soft. Hey, I couldn't help but notice. And it was just like a little sprinkle in there. And so that's great because he did give me some more information. I could have poked him a little bit further. But truthfully, if I'm at Starbucks and I'm running in to grab coffees that were pre-ordered and I don't want them to get cold and I don't want to leave my kids hanging, I don't have time to hang around and keep going all the way deep. So this is where potentially you can throw some bait in the water and see, does he eat the chum or is he not? And so, cool. How'd that feel? That was good. It was good. I mean, I think it's harder, too, when you see someone there colder lead right in the middle of nowhere. Not in the middle of nowhere. At the gym, like a familiar face, but still not all that familiar. But this kind of thing works really, really well. I think even when you're at, like, parties or social events where there's already, like, a level of trust and connection through a third party, 
And I've had the same thing happen with me. You know, I work with my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. I've worked with my, my brother-in-law's sister all because they know I'm going to do this for a living and they get a little discomfort. And, and we're, at a par, uh, we're at a social event and they ask me about it. And like, I just ask the right questions and they, they agree they want to come in. And it's, and it's really helpful. And they win and I get to help them and I get to obviously help myself. And uh, yeah, so I mean, all this stuff definitely works. It does take practice for sure. It's a skill like anything else. And the sooner you practice, the better off you're going to be. This is one of those things where um, if you want to make be, being a, a full-time personal trainer a real career, this is necessary skill set. Asking questions, understanding the pain, and be able to go through a sales process like this. So like, this is necessary evil if you don't like this kind of thing. You really have to master this. And a lot of people are going to, it's funny, a lot of people are going to shy away from this at the very beginning because I know that's how I was. But once you actually get better at the skill, you really learn to enjoy this part of the process. I think a lot of people who traditionally didn't like sales, once they get good at it, actually really look forward to it because it, it's, it's because a fun challenge. You get the opportunity to help someone that might not get help otherwise, which is fantastic, right? We, we, we win because we get more clients. We get to earn income and have the dream life that we want. And we win because we get to help people and they win because they get to feel better and not have to worry about those emotional pains. So let's... Let's, you said one thing there. This is tougher when it's a cold lead, right? When it's sure. someone that you don't know. So let's tease that out. So w give me a setting. Is it going to be yeah. like a family setting or a gym setting or well, what? Let's, maybe the word isn't tougher. Maybe, maybe the word is it's a longer, it could be like a longer play if it's not the right person. Because if you meet someone and they're a total stranger you spoke to on the streets, they don't have any relation to you, they don't know you, um, they're, they're a colder lead. So that warming up time can take longer down, yeah. right versus a referral comes in from a client that's been working with you for five years their friends gone through the same thing they've already been considering you for some time and they're finally ready to take the plunge yeah. that's very very warm and hot and they're ready to open up and share with you more so maybe that's that's a better context for it so this a hundred percent and so this is where i would say two things one we've talked about this doing different types of events that people come to you mm. they've already kind of slightly opted in especially if you've labeled the 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 presentation or event that you're doing very clearly as to what you do, they'll show up because they have a specific interest in the topic that you're talking about. Or two, if you're in a gym, like in a public gym, I think you already have a little bit more opportunity mm -hmm. to have some conversation because truthfully, why do people go to the gym? Most people to get better and improve. So if you see potentially someone is limping a little bit and they're doing some leg extensions, there's probably a strong correlation with that thing and the sensation they're having, whether they're working around it or they're doing that machine to specifically help it. And that opens it a much easier conversation to go talk to someone and, and coming from a very heartfelt place. Like you have to genuinely approach them and be like, hey, listen, you don't know me from Adam. I'm so sorry for bothering you. I saw your knee moving weird. I'm actually an expert on working with this kind of stuff. I want to make some suggestions. Do you mind if I try to help you out a little bit? Or if not, I can just walk away. Yeah. And there you go. You kind of gave him a this or that. Do you want some help or do you want me to go away? Yeah. Go away. Okay, thank the you. Option. Yeah. Give them the option to pull the chute. Always give people the easy out. People feel cornered, they're gonna run, run, for the, run for the door as soon as they can. But if you always give them the opportunity to let them know, like we tell people, like very first meeting, open door policy within the first two minutes. We have open door policy. If you don't wanna be here at any point, that's totally fine. If you get a sense at all that I'm not gonna be the right guy to work with you, sometimes we make it funny too. You like the way my hair looks or my teeth look funny to you. That's fine. Just let, bad, yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. Just let me know and that's all right. I want you to feel like you have to be here. And that totally puts people at ease and they totally relax and they're more open to sharing information with you.
Okay, I mean, the number of times when I've talked to someone I don't know, I'm like, why do you keep looking at Do I have crap on my shirt or something like that? Yeah. It just makes them laugh a little bit and it breaks the ice a little bit. That's it. It's huge, right? Because people's emotions ride high. Like people don't want to expose their emotional pain. For a lot of people, it's like burying their soul, especially if you're like my father and, you know, lovely guy, but like grew up English, like old English fellows. They don't really talk to you about their feelings that much. You keep much. doing He's this. I keep thinking guy. you're doing like a streaker thing. Yeah, well, it's just where my heart is. That's where my jacket. heart is, right? Okay. But anyways, I'll, I'll digress there. Listen, We're getting away from it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, everybody. So this is a nice little concise one. There are some actionable steps in there, but if there is no pains, there are no pitch, no pitch whatsoever. And I want you to consider that a pitch is not necessarily sales and money. It is the next step in the conversation. And so it doesn't make sense for you to ask someone to get married if you haven't even gone on a first date yet. So you kind of got to go through these steps in a row. But that was nice. What do you think? I'm fantastic. This is fantastic. Everything's fantastic. I don't know why I said I'm fantastic. It was a great podcast. And more important than anything, Brandon, what's your pick of the week? Uh, so my pick of the week, honestly, is another tech software thing. I've been trying to learn a little bit more about um, audio and video, uh, specifically vi uh, audio in this case. So if you're remotely interested, um, I haven't done this with our podcast yet, but I've just been learning new software on Apple called Logic, which is a high-end uh, audio recording software. And I hired someone, a mentor, if you will, to help me learn a little bit more about that because I've been saying, you know, when I got more time, I'm going to record music and learn how to do all this stuff. I'm like, you know what? I don't have the time, but I'm passionate about it. I've been saying it for five years. going to dive in. So my pick of the week is learning more about audio software. If you guys are doing podcasts or anything like that, I would encourage you to check out um, GarageBand uh, if you're on Apple and Logic and you use something else. Anyway, don't worry about it. Audacity? Audacity, yeah. yeah. A lot of great video editing, um, sorry, audio editing softwares, and there's some really cool things that you can do to add some compression and minimal, minimal EQ to make things sound really, really cool. So I'm excited about that. What's your pick of the week? So last week I was talking about uh, ChatGPT AI, and AI is now blowing up all over the internet. This is going to be the future. There's no getting away from it. All these different programs are going to start taking a lot of the uh, legwork and some of the thinking out of the different processes that we would normally struggle through. Even things like Canva, which is an online image uh, creation software that we use, you can use to make any kind of brochure, or thumbnail for YouTube, you name it, they got it. They have a feature now where you can type in, um, create a cartoon of two kids playing with a ball and include a duck in the background and it'll create that image for you to a high degree. So it's getting pretty pretty out there in terms of what we can do. It's amazing. Yeah, my pick of the week is going to be tinywow.com. Tinywow.com has, uh, my goodness, hundreds of different tools that are truly free to use right now. I donate $5.99 per month to the uh, website, and all that does is remove the uh, ads that are on there. Otherwise, you can still use everything. It doesn't lower any of the um, things that you can use. It just lowers some of the barrier to entry for some things. It gets rid of ads to make the user experience more friendly. But they have everything on there. You can resize videos. You can remove backgrounds. You can remove items from videos if you want to. You can compress files. You can change audio files around. You can, uh, for example, create a new profile background by uploading videos. There's AI paragraph writers, AI headline writers, paragraph read writers, there is tons of amazing AI features on this website that you can pay for seven USD per month to get um, or just do it for free. If you are not ready to invest in it, I just am appreciative of that kind of thing. So I'm happy to invest my money. But the AI is here to help you with this kind of stuff. Now, it's not an excuse not to think critically for yourself and to think, is this still a good use of my time? Because it's not perfect for what you want to create. It'll help you get a baseline. It's not amazing, though.
but it's pretty cool. And so starting to look at all the different AI features that are available for you out there to help you with your marketing, create your content is going to be the thing of the future. Start experimenting with it right now. Check out tinywow.com to take a look at some great basic free tools that you can use at this juncture. I love the name, tinywow.com. It's fantastic. All right, everybody. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time today. This is another episode of the Minds on Muscle Show, Fitness Pro Mentors production podcast. That sounds cool. And uh, thank you so much. We love helping trainers like you scale and grow your business. And truthfully, we want you all to have the career of your dreams. Fun. Have a good one, man. You too, Brandon. Take care, everyone. Bye, everybody.